Hey, so great to meet you. Eric Sherman, director of the forthcoming College Kickboxers Train to Kill. We're still working on the, the title for this movie, but we're so excited for you to come out today. See, you're auditioning for Craig Tanner. What's your name? Uh, I'm Matthew Ray Cohen. I'm <clears throat> sorry, oh. sorry. Matthew Ray Cohen. I'm reading for Craig. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, well, thank you so much for coming out today, Matthew. Now, Craig is a little bit of a tricky character, right? Because he's, you know, this martial artist that has the sordid past. You know, he had to go to an insane asylum. And he's also very, very racist. And we really mm -hmm. want to, you know, give our main character, James, just this, this dirty, nasty bigot to fight against. Mm -hmm. You know, you really want to hold up the white tigers. This is kind of this oppressive symbol of the neighborhood. And, and James is going to overcome you in the ultimate college kickboxing tournament so okay, cool. why don't you go ahead and just just do a little bit of reading from uh this scene that we have for you yeah sure sure um i'm i i, I just wanted to thank you guys for letting me you know be here i just got i'm fresh out of yale drama so this is my oh. first chance to you know really prove myself so great well let's see what you got <clears throat> hey james See you hanging around here with Mark Brown, the nigger on campus. Yeah, why don't you and Coon Boy take it over there across town to the Coon Parade. The <coughs> Coon Parade. <clears throat> How's that? How's uh, that? Oh, uh, wow, Matthew, that, that is certainly something. I, you know, really put a... Interesting emphasis on the word coon there. <clears throat> yeah, uh, yeah, I figured, you know, he's been, you know, in and out of foster homes. He, he's been through so oh. much in his life. And he really wanted to let uh, a Mark have it. Oh, you know, that does make sense. Okay. Uh, well, let's let's go over to the scene here where uh, Wing is coming out of the, the restaurant to help James. And you have to kind of antagonize him as he, okay. as he comes to James's rescue. Okay, sure. Uh, <clears throat> sure, yeah, yeah. Hey there, China man. Yeah, get over here. Get over here. Let me whoop your ass on your hands and knees, China man. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. I'm going to do the, the the finger thing with my eyes. I want to slam my eyes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, come over here, oh, China wow. man. Get on your hands and knees and crawl over here, China man. I'll whoop you in that porch monkey's ass. Wow, that's... uh. That's that's quite a, a bit of uh, improv there, yeah, yeah. Uh, Matthew. I, yeah, I, I wasn't expecting the eyes. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> we didn't have that in the script, yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah, no, uh, I just decided, you know, I figured. I, I don't. I know you guys might not be good with improv or whatever, but you know, I, I studied. Yeah. I studied with the greats of improv, and I just wanted to, you know, give it a give it a real try. Yeah, I mean, Mark is in the in the scene, and you're calling them a porch monkey. I think that you know, that's dedication to their role. I really wanted uh, to feel his racism, you know. Yeah. I haven't experienced any well, myself, but I really wanted to experience it. All right, and then we just have one last scene for you to read here, Matthew. Uh, we're not quite sure if it's going to make the final cut yet, but we did want to add a little bit more depth and backstory to, to Craig. Sure, sure. Uh, so, yeah, here's a scene where he is, you know, he's, he's a young child. He's got this piggy bank that has all of his allowance and life savings in it. It looks like a white tiger, mm, uh, mm. but as he's, he's crossing the street, he drops it, and it gets ran over by Magic Johnson's limousine on his way to the Lakers game. So let's just go ahead and, and read through the scene and, and kind of see what you do with it. Sure, sure, sure. <clears throat> oh, here I am, young Craig Tanner, on my way to the bank 
to deposit my life savings. I hope I get to go to college one day, maybe learn martial arts and work really hard and get a good job and save my family. Uh, whoa, 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 this this limousine out of nowhere. Beep, beep, get out the way. I gotta go beat Larry Bird's ass. My life savings, it's all gone. Hey, you nigger. I didn't mean to say it. I don't even know what I'm doing right now. You nigger, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat your ass and I'm gonna beat every other nigger's ass on this planet and I'm gonna do it with my gang. And we're gonna call them the White Tigers. Magic Johnson, I'm coming for that ass. Wow. I could just feel the emotion coming off of you, Matthew. That that was simply amazing. I think I think you got a job. Oh, oh man. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Goodbye, Top Ramen. Hello, Hollywood. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of White People on Savior. This is a podcast where we deconstruct these white savior films and recontextualize them through a black and POC lens. I am one of your hosts, Jordan Clark. And I'm the other one, Cameron Mason. A happy new year. We made it. We made, we made it. it to 2023. <laughs> we are here. Uh, who knows what this is going to be like? It's only been like two days. Two days. So <laughs> we're going to find out together. But uh, Cameron, good to see you, man. Good to see you, Hopefully too. Hopefully, yeah, we good. We, it was it was a good did you have a good rest? Yeah, did you rest well? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was good. I saw my family and uh you know, took it easy for a little bit, hung out for a little bit. So Yes, what's you up? You get to do the same? Yeah, I got to take some time off. Uh copped a, a, a serious criterion Blu ray haul. Hey, you know, nice. we're not playing. We got the Malcolm X and the Do the Right Thing. We're almost complete. <laughs> I think I have okay, the entirety okay. of black criterion. All right. <laughs> Well, yeah, we'll have to. Maybe we'll do a Black Criterion review. We have uh, to, or we should do some. Uh, we should do some uh, movies that aren't on Criterion that should be some Black movies that should mm-hmm. be because you know mm-hmm. it's like five Spike movies and then like Tuki Buki and that's it. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's Patreon content. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll figure that out. Um, <laughs> well, before we get started with with this week's movie, which I I picked out, it's a two B classic. Two B provides. <laughs> some would say a classic. Um, <laughs> um i had i had a thought the other day that i wanted to run by you you may have seen it on twitter hit me um where i keep seeing the trailers for megan oh yeah and the one thing that keeps running through my mind is like if this was a black mom this would be a very different movie because the the point in the trailer (laughs) where the mom tells the daughter you know she's not real and she says you can't say that you can't talk about her like that that's that's the movie ends if that's a black mom right like that's the right like, <laughs> megan goes in the trash she is fine. you don't get no toys <laughs> christmas over <laughs> you said you can't have her so fine fine she ain't real my money ain't real either <laughs> shit still got the but receipt. i'm just like <laughs> Try to, I mean, like, 
my my proposal was to remake it into a sitcom called Not Your Little Friend uh, with <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Harriet, the mom. <laughs> Go ahead. Still, 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 still a white child. Uh, Who is this little white child in my house? <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, but you better charge her up. You know, she just walks in on Megan dancing, and she's just like, mm. Mm. <laughs> Look at "These unsalted boobs, <laughs> unspicy boobs." Or, or Megan makes breakfast, but puts uh, sugar on the grits. Sugar in the grits, like, yeah. You got <laughs> she comes programmed to put the sugar in the grits. She's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, oh, I don't like this. I mean, it's sweet, but it ain't that sweet." <laughs> Shit ain't sweet around here. I think there's just so many things that could be improved by adding Jackie Harry to it. But I mean, like <laughs> she's on Days of Our Lives, but she should be on like prime time. <laughs> she should still be on prime time. This is Sister Sister Two Two Seven. She's got classics. Yeah, we, no, we can't um, deny our uh, Jackie content in 2023. <laughs> More Jackie content. Also, I sadly, when you said like the black update of Megan, sadly, I was like, well, she can't afford a daughter. Movie over. <laughs> the, the movie actually, actually, the real movie opens with the black child looking at the Megan and then the mother being like, get your ass over here. Told you not to touch <laughs> nothing. And then that white hey, child, gotta... like, not even looking at the direction. And the mother's like, do you want a $48,000 doll? Yeah. Do you want one, Cherish, or whatever your name is? Chastity? And black. Black mom was like, we got Megan at home. Yeah, we got Megan at home. It's that Cabbage Patch kid I bought you in 1983. You better play with that. Uh, I'll whoop that ass. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll write that script. Uh, yeah, Megan, uh, what, what's, her, what's her name, though? Megan, the, well, the if, black- it's, if it's... If it's black Megan, they just you just spell it differently. Oh, it, it's like M A Y. Yeah, there. Yeah, there's there's a silent letter in there somewhere. Because you know how uh, we do. Oh my god, <laughs> I've seen paradise spelled all kinds of ways or all kinds of <laughs> diamond with a Y for no reason. Come on, yeah. us. Come on, us. <laughs> No, there's there's definitely an apostrophe. It's like M E apostrophe. Megan, and don't forget it. So yeah, Megan, Megan with an apostrophe coming to uh, BT plus. <laughs> please, please BT plus. We need a check. <laughs> So, well, we have a movie today that uh, I I picked from our list just to, to kind of kick us off literally in the in the new year correctly, and it's the 1991 film College Kicks Boxers. Pause. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> that movie was a 1991 release. I swear, it's a 1991 film. College Kicks Boxers. It was. There's no way. It has another. There's another name for it. It was released under. Um, a different name originally, but like it is. I mean, you haven't heard of College Kickboxers, and that's exactly what we're doing this movie. Yeah, you're, you're welcome, everyone. It's one of these that you're just like, huh, this exists. And I think a couple of things before we start. One, mm. shout out Tubi, right? You know what I mean? Tubi, Tubi provides. Tubi, provides, uh, Tubi has all of these crazy movies that like. 
I love to, to watch, but Cameron, you were mentioning this earlier, and I think it's true that this is in that like ninja category of movie where like definitely during this time this oh is yes like, like ninja three primes for sure yeah prime like chuck norris you know like white people doing Fu. karate yeah just for no reason like there's just just how can we how can karate be the plot of this film you know like doesn't <laughs> we matter what's happening for a minute as a country <laughs> yeah. um whether yeah whether it's um a a, a film that we're going to do coming up uh, with the one and only Steven Seagal, or whether it's just like low budget films like this, where it's clearly somebody knew karate, <laughs> one person, maybe two, and let's like, you know, try to like, and people who clearly are not actors, right? Because there's one person that maybe thought they were going to be you know, actors. Well, I think there's somebody you know exactly who I'm talking about. One Craig Tanner, who my guy. <laughs> Weather performance. We'll get into that in just a minute. <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait. Um, you know, like, th- it's the beauty, I think, of, of low-budget films like this, at least where so much of my enjoyment comes from it, is like, as an actor, Cameron, you know, this movie, I don't know what the budget for it probably was. You know, like, if you want to say, like, 30000 40000 something like that. Yeah, sure. That's the thirty thousand, forty thousand dollars. That they that's spent. like a sa- that's a yearly salary for some people, and they and they spent it on college kickboxers. <laughs> people had to wake up early in the morning to film this. You know, like somebody <laughs> sat do, and wrote should, this. Yeah, and, we should put that bit on our Twitter. The the Patton Oswalt deathbed, the bed yeah. needs people bit because <laughs> when when you. Once you've heard that bit, and then once you see movies like this on a regular basis, you really have to think that it is it was a job. Multiple yeah. humans got up in the morning and yeah. made sure the sets were clean, made sure the props mm-hmm. were ready for for college kickboxers. People learn lines for this movie. You know what I mean? Like it's some just people learn choreography. <laughs> I know, uh, and just. The fact that they saw it through to fruition, mm. it's a finished product that you can watch. Uh, it just goes is, to show that you can do anything. Yeah. Like, never never give up on your dreams, because college kickboxers exist, and it's uh, <laughs> certainly, certainly a sight to behold. So, Oof. I mean, the basic plot of the movie is a college freshman who is clearly, like, a 30-year-old man, <laughs> uh, like, starts at... Random, I don't even know random what he's California we even get University. Yeah, he's like typical jock himbo type dude. Yes, uh, like meets his black roommate who like runs a karate school in the inner city of Burbank or some like LA suburb. Modesto, <laughs> and, name, name suburban LA town. <laughs> You've got it. You know, this guy takes up a job at a at a Chinese restaurant where he learns kung fu from the cook, from the sushi. Who chef. just is, is is just there to teach him the ways of kung fu. You know what I mean? He, he no might have put up a front for five be. seconds. Yeah, but he ended up teaching him kung fu. And there's also what appears to be a known neo-Nazi karate gang <laughs> that <laughs> tell him, Jordan, tell him is. 
able to freely enter a kickboxing tournament. Goddamn right. Uh, and nobody <laughs> questions it. Um, but, this, I mean, it's full of people that you don't know. It's directed by Eric Sherman. It's written by Roxanne Reaver and Teresa Wu. This, wait, wait, stars... wait. I, I need, uh, while you say that, I need you yeah. to know that as we describe this movie, this movie was written by two women. Oh, and we're going to get into one of them real quick because it's fascinating when you see the rest of her uh, resume. I would love to. Know. Um, it, it stars Ken McLeod as James Caulfield, our main character. I don't. It's it's very strange because this person's name has been credited as something, but I don't think it's the same thing because it's. I think it's Tang Wing Tak is mm. oh, actually his name. Yeah, I don't think because it's it. Tak Wing Tang. Yeah, in the IMDb. Um, who plays Sifu Wing, but he was like a pretty prolific like choreographer. Yeah. He seemed like he knew his um, and, stuff. And yeah, I mean, he's the best part of the movie. <laughs> if you've ever seen movies uh, with like Sammo Hung and Jackie yeah. Chan from the early 80s, you you know the vibe of this dude. He is basically yeah. like Jackie Chan and Sammo Hung smushed into one B-tier dude. <laughs> yes. And my favorite actor from this movie, Matthew Ray Cohen, yes. as Craig Tanner. Uh, can we give Oscars for this? Can we give like can we give white know, acting boy. school for this? Cause Something because my guy oof. was on it. Now let's let me read you. This is Roxanne Weaver. Let me read you her CV here because she has written only one film, College Kickboxers. Oh, oh! <laughs> but she she worked on seven as a construction estimator. Uh, okay. She worked on Larger Than Life as a construction accountant. Larger Than Life she, is the Bill Murray elephant movie for anybody. Yep. <laughs> Wonder. She worked on Volcano as a construction accountant. Hell yeah. Uh, same thing as Primary Colors. Uh, also what? worked same job as a construction auditor for Galaxy Quest. Construction hey. accountant for Vanilla Sky. Uh, and construction accountant for Dreamgirls. Dreamgirls? So, Beyonce's yeah. Dreamgirls? As well as bringing down the house. So, like, her resume... <laughs> Both movies I've seen in the theater. Yeah. So, these are all, you know, like, her working in the art department of these films. But, like, she went from this to working on some pretty, like... Pretty big movies. Either good movies or, like, well-known films. So, it's kind of crazy to see. I don't know what the impetus was like what? maybe she wrote this and she was like nah that ain't for me <laughs> script writing it's a hollywood and a different <laughs> but these numbers though yeah i mean she's making it work so shout out to roxanne i guess for figuring yeah. out how to 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 pivot how to make it hollywood work and make a good living from that because yeah. uh you know clearly college kickboxers was not a success and a hit yeah. <laughs> for you they wasn't looking. They wasn't uh, looking for that screenwriting credit after that. They were no. like Roxanne Reaver, writer of college kickboxers. <laughs> Can you tell us how many two by fours we should get? <laughs> Bill Murray's elephant to poop in. <laughs> well, Cameron, if you want to uh, do the the five minutes for yes. this movie, yes. I feel like it. Is is not going to take us five minutes because most of it is just training montages. I think but... I can. I feel confident for once. Yes. Uh, I'll get the timer started. Let's go. Let's, let's go. 2023, we can do the five minutes of white nonsense in Come four on. minutes. Let's go. Our resolution. We're, we're, we're trying to 
taper it down. We'll see. Let's um, go. But I'll count you down. Three, two, one, go. All right. So it's apparently 1991. I thought it was like 1982 <laughs> by everything <laughs> I saw. But uh, yeah, insert. Uh, he, we got James Caulfield going mm. to RCU, Random Californian University. Yeah, uh, it's his first day on campus, and he goes, <laughs> "The what the RA says to him, uh, you're rooming with Mark Brown. Good luck." Right. James is a is a freshman, like we said. Mark is a senior. The first thing they do to each other when they see each other on site is, "How much kung fu have you practiced? No, how much kung start, fu have you practiced?" Start and, pulling out trophies and, and certificates, certificates and, and literally placing one on top of the other. <laughs> To show how to assert dominance in this room, apparently. <laughs> so the next morning, they agree to like train together, I guess, in the quad. So yeah. James and Mark are training in the quad, and then literally out of nowhere, <laughs> because by the way, gangs hang out on college campuses. A gang called the White Tigers shows up on this random college campus. And harasses the shit out of Mark because he's... And by the way, you might have to turn your contrast down on your TV to figure if Mark is an actual black human or not. Mm. <laughs> My man is as light-skinned as they come. He's giving Drake a run for Biracial. <laughs> <laughs> so the gang gives uh, Mark a hard time. Oh, they're calling him nigga with the hardest of ours. Porch monkeys yep. with the hardest of porches. He was, he was deep in the slur bag, yeah. My guy had had him for days. Um, so they harass Mark <laughs> on campus, and James tries to defend him real quick, and the gang is like, hey, you don't want to hang around with a nigger like that. You might as well join my gang. And James is like, no, no dice. I need, I need to pass school or whatever they do here so mark says thanks for you know standing up for me back there uh, i'm going to my karate school that i teach why don't you hang with me yeah. for, brother and they you know go to his karate class they see that you know mark is teaching a karate class and that there's a big tournament coming up sometime down the line and that you can't you can oh you know enter it and mark's going to enter it and win it win the money to open up his own karate school so mm-hmm. James was like, good on you, brother. I also need a job. And Mark is like, I got you, fam. It's a trash Chinese food restaurant down the block <laughs> that I know of that you should be able to work at. So James starts working at the Chinese food restaurant. He also, at class, he meets in his, eco- uh, what, he's t- studying ecology. Uh, yeah. He's studying, basically he's studying climate change in his, uh, yeah. in his school class and he meets this, you know, blonde haired, blue eyed girl named Kimberly. She's gorgeous. There's tension because the script says there has to be tension. <laughs> um, so one night at the Chinese food restaurant, he runs into Kimberly, uh, who he tries to show off for, show some moves off for him, but you know, he's too busy. He's got, he's got dishes to wash and onions to chop. Yep. And so uh, the sous chef, Wing, uh, you know, it's like, hey, man, you got to you got to wash these dishes. So he's washing his dishes. He goes out for a break. And of course, who was hanging out waiting for him in the back was the gang. The gang was waiting for the white tigers to harass him a little bit more. So they start whooping his ass. And (laughs) guess who comes out? 
Mr. Wing. Mr. Wing shows up and he's like, okay. And the, the gang is like, why don't you crawl to me, Wing? Why don't, you, why don't you get on your hands and knees and crawl to me? And Wing's like, oh, sure, sure. I'll crawl to you. And of course he gives him the old one-two switcheroo and <laughs> crawls on the ground for him <laughs> and then like does massive amounts of flips and kicks and kicks the shit out of all the gang. And the gang's like, we'll be back. We'll be back. And James is like, whoa, Wing, where did you learn all those moves? I want to know those moves. Wing is like, I'm not teaching for nothing. He's like, no, nah, bet, bet. I, I want to learn from you, master. He starts calling him master on site. Wing yep. is like, don't call me master. And he's like, I don't listen to nobody. He follows him all the way home. He follows Wing home to his palatial home, by the way. He lives in a three-story house on a, <laughs> on, a shoe, on, a, on a sous chef's salary for some reason. Yes. He waits outside all night. He's like, will you teach me? Finally, Wing is like, all right, I'll teach you. Literally, the middle of this movie is just like, I'll wait outside until you teach me. I'll teach you. I don't want to teach you this move. I'll teach you this move. That's literally the move. What? Damn, really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Five <laughs> seconds left somehow. But either way. Ooh. Uh, what? The, 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 I'm trying to think of what happens in the middle of the movie other than him training. Oh, they just and the train. Gang. They and, just and, do random trainings. And the they train at the ice skating rink. They, they train, train on, on a, the beach. Yep, they train on an ice skating rink with no shoes on. They train at the beach with ankle weights. Um, that's pretty much it. And then, you know, here's the Him third and act. Kimberly start hooking up. Oh, yeah. Him and Kimberly hook up in the hot tub that Kimberly's non-existent parents own. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so that's pretty much the movie until the third act where, you know, Mark is about to enter this kung fu tournament. And James says he wants to enter too, but he made a promise to Wing that he will not enter the tournament to win it for money. It's not about money. Yeah. It's about honor. So, yeah, sure. So Mark will enter the tournament instead. But in a mall brawl <laughs> that pops off. <laughs> because there ain't a 90s karate movie without a mall brawl. For uh, sure. <laughs> Mark gets injured and his, his arm is fucked up. Yeah, and uh, James has now learned all the kung fu he can from Master Wing, from Sifu Wing. So instead of Mark entering the tournament, James has entered the tournament in his place, um, and James goes to fight the tournament. The, the White Tigers are there in the tournament; they're ready, and they got a new guy. There's a new guy in the gang, and he's yeah. Super strong, and he loves evil laughing after every win. <laughs> by the way, we see the entire tournament, by the way. We see all this brackets of the tournament. <laughs> we'll talk about this when we get to this part. But, like, this tournament takes place simultaneously. Yes. Everybody's fighting Everyone's. <laughs> it, it's literally just go until somebody's dead, and then the last two standing will fight. <laughs> it's so preposterous. Also, this tournament is heavily brought to you by Converse. There's so many <laughs> signs for Converse. That's where the budget of this movie came from. It came from Converse. It honestly says, actually, one of the posters says a Converse presentation, which I loved. Uh, you know? They might as well have just been like, bitch, we produce in this movie. <laughs> so Somebody's got, somebody got the hookup. So the, the fight whittles down to uh, James and the big nigga from <laughs> the White Tigers. <laughs> Who has evil laughed his way through the entire tournament. Yep. Uh, James is ready. He's like, all right. I, I told Sifu Wing that I wouldn't fight for money, but I have to do it. I have to fight for Mark's honor and the money that he wants to get for this school. So Mark, so James and the big nigga fight. It gets, it gets really close. It gets really close. 
And it looks like Big Nigga's got him on the ropes. But then <laughs> James, like, turns around. He remembers some random training he had about acupuncture and possibly yeah. killing this man if he had the option <laughs> to. So he rises up from a chokehold and, like, he's like, all right, I'm about to chop you in the neck. But then Sifu <laughs> Wing enters at the exact moment that he's about to win the tournament. And he looks him in the eyes. And James is like, oh, shit. I wasn't supposed to enter the tournament. My bad. But after... <laughs> After a stare down, basically, that Sifu just, like, nods at him and gives him the okay to, like, chop yeah. this nigga's skull off. He's like, okay, yeah, cool. I can kill him now. Chop, chop. Big nigga's dead, Got right? Him. He wins the tournament. But wait. <laughs> the big dude has a knife. Well, one of the white tigers has a knife. Craig, the, the leader of the gang. It's yeah. Craig. It is Craig. And he's like, I'm not done being racist yet. <laughs> I runs onto the court with everybody else with the knife and literally everyone says i mean 20 people at the same time say look how james there's a knife <laughs> the knife's coming at him he does some kind of like whoop, whoop, you know like change of energy move and like disarms him and like punches the shit out of craig enough so and this is the this is the big bad of the movie this is the big like this bad. is almost like the climactic finish and it's just like Three karate chops and he's done. And he's done. Blood came out of his mouth. He dropped the knife and everything. Oh, wait. He's not done. <laughs> Big nigga grabs the knife. And he comes at Craig. He comes at James. And James disarms him again. And somehow James has a bloody face, broken nose. But everybody yeah. runs up to him after disarming two bad guys. And just like yep. wants to shower him with love. Kimberly kisses his bloody nose and mouth like open tongue can, it's very strange can i read you can i read you the line she's so kimberly do it, do it, do it, yeah. and kisses james and then takes a step back and says oh are you okay no wait 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 no wait 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 it is it is the hug <laughs> she runs up to hug him bloody looks at the bloody face are you okay and then the crowd no, she kisses cheers. him first and then oh, says she are you like she, yeah she she starts making out with him and then she like takes a second she's like are you okay? Are you okay? There's He's blood like, yeah, no, all good. over your nose and mouth, but I'll kiss you anyway. Yeah. So what? Uh, th there's like the little epilogue where um, uh, <laughs> they go to the karate studio, and you know all the kids there, all the all the students there, uh, Mark's there, Kimberly's there, everybody's there, and. Uh, uh, James has driven Wing to the karate studio after Wing said he's leaving. By the way, where is he going? We don't know. It doesn't matter? No. Maybe he had a flight that he needed to catch right then. But James literally took this nigga's suitcase and was like, you're coming with me. They go to the karate studio. And he's like, Wing, look what I did for you. <laughs> he unveils like a Party City poster that says Wing and, Wing and Mark's studio mark was the boy who the black guy, the black guy who yeah. he, james fought for his honor and so it's james and wing's studio now and wing looks at the he looks around he's not saying whether or not he likes it or not he takes a gold star off the wall and a sharpie out of his pocket shirt pocket shirt his pocket. shoulder pocket it's, it's on the side of his shirt his little members only jacket it. that he's wearing <laughs> pulls out the sharpie scribbles <laughs> and then does like a <laughs> Kung Fu jump with a sixty-inch vertical. <laughs> 60 he jumps from the from floor nothing. to almost the ceiling of a building, <laughs> and it's 
Max the gold star on the wall, and it says James in Mark's studio. And then he does the 80s movie, like, there you go, and walks out with a smile on his face. Oh, wait, before he gives him, like, a charm that we've never seen before. I think it was in in his house when he brought James over and James just started touching shit. Yeah, James okay. just started touching shit for no reason. He was like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I just walked into the other room and now you're touching my things. <laughs> so he takes this charm out that we've seen like for like 15 seconds, max. Yeah. And he hands it to him. And James do- puts it in his hand, puts it in his fist, looks at it with like such emotion. And then does the weakest breakfast club fist pump yeah. to freeze frame end the movie. It's <laughs> I-, I laughed. From the, the tournament on, I was just in a constant state of laughter because I've never I've never watched any of these really bad like eighties nineties oh, movies, yeah. and this was every stereotype. Like it, literally every scene was every stereotype, and I could not believe my eyes. But that's yeah, it. We're gonna... that, that is college kickboxers, and I hope you actually watch this movie, guys. Yeah, I'm gonna we're gonna hook you up with uh, Miami Connection, but before we do that. Can we <laughs> What a movie, mm. right? <laughs> what, a what a piece of work. A rich text, by the way. This movie had so much happening. I I take notes when I watch, you know, mm, but mm. like this was the first time in a while that I was just like, I I need to remember certain things because like <laughs> there's just so much random shit happening in this movie that like you could easily forget some of it so first of all i mean let's let's just get james out the way right james is like i don't understand anything about this character he's going to college for something i don't know like he he doesn't declare a major no there's no (laughs) kung fu is not a major no uh (laughs) all he cares about is karate like kimberly kimberly tries to talk to him for reasons i don't understand yeah or yeah yeah talk to him in general Uh, yeah, and he and and he's just like you know, if it's not martial arts, like I don't care. Literally like, in like, the, the in the library says to him like, could you talk about something interesting like martial arts? <laughs> That's the line. He when he first meets her, they're going to class, ecology she class. B- bumps into him for reasons I don't understand. Wait, wait, wait. Both then, both bump into's are the best bump into's yeah. by the way. She's clearly not in his way at all, but somehow no. manages to just move 30 degrees to the left and just like bump the shit out of him for no reason. He says they both say, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm late for class." And he says, "Me too. I'm going to something called Echo Systems." <laughs> and she's like, "You mean ecosystems? <laughs> How did you qualify for college?" For college? <laughs> Wow, I I, okay. So (laughs) it's beautiful. This whole shit is beautiful. I love it. But he like also has seemingly a strong moral high ground against bigots. Specifically, is what he says multiple times. He doesn't like bigots. Doesn't like bigots. Uh, You know. And then like the like we said, like the middle of the movie is just him training, training karate. But it's like. He he is the magical white man who just like gets it. Like he just like I it mean, takes him a few tries and then he's like, Oh no, I I, I get it. He's like, literally I can do it now. Yeah, he's literally like 
Ken from Street Fighter, just without the gi already, and like half the moves. And then by the end of the movie, every, he has all the moves. Every training montage starts with him saying, this is impossible. And then Wing being like, nothing's impossible with Kung Fu. And then like five minutes later, like he does. He does thing. it. But we have to like, see the whole the, journey every time. They're in the kitchen and he's trying to like catch a fly. And then like Wing's like, come over here. And like does the hand game with him. But then he's like, okay. You know, what are you looking at? Oh, your hands. And he's like, don't look at my hands. Look at my shoulders. Look at my shoulders. And he's like, okay, I, I kind of get it now. He's like, don't look at my shoulders. Look at my look eyes. At my eyes. Like, oh, I, I understand everything. <laughs> he's just like, does, you know, so like he's Wait, also, he's by learning. the way, he tries to kill the fly with the fly swatter. But then I think Wing kills him with like cooking spray. Of course. <laughs> sure. That's karate. Um, And so it's just like he is the and he's he's white savoring throughout the whole movie but like the incident that gets him into the tournament is such a late stage obligatory like cuz you know he's going to be in the tournament we, it's just a matter of how they get him into announced, it or yeah we knew that he was going to be in it and win it <laughs> so like the day before they go and f- to the mall to just do mall, mall things shit. i guess this Again, known white supremacist gang is just walking around the ball, <laughs> hanging out, and they see Mark and Kimberly, because I don't know where James goes. Yeah. He no, just walks James, off to like... James says, I'm going to go get some food. Also, the other student that's with yeah. them, because there's a student. They were just at the karate spot. Right. And then there's a, a student that's hanging with them, because he's, he loves them so much. And he said, yeah. the student says, I'm going to go get some candy. Yeah. And then he almost gets his ass beat. And then he almost uh, dies. <laughs> <laughs> but then Mark, like, who, I mean, God, I don't know. I, like, every, so the actors who play Mark and James are clearly just guys who know karate yeah. and they were like, good enough. They're big you know, dudes get, that know karate. Get in the movie. And so, like, Mark doesn't get to do shit besides just like he's he's introduced as like this badass, like, yes, karate genius. Like, he's going to get, I don't know what he's studying for economics, maybe something sure. like that. And then he's going to like, go be like a super economics karate instructor. I guess this is <laughs> he's going to open a karate school. But immediately like James is like, Oh no, I'm better than you. I'm and better like, than the you. The movie says I'm better than you. <laughs> and on top of it, what's funny is it's, it's Mark's karate class, by the way. Yeah. But every time we see the karate class, literally from the time that we see it's Mark's karate class, James is teaching it every yeah. time. No, he like the, he introduces James and he's like, you know, his his kung fu's almost as good as mine. Okay, I'm going to step aside now and let him teach the class. <laughs> this inferior I mean, I just told you he's inferior, but he's teaching the class from now until whatever I say so. And then when the, the next time he comes back, like you're saying, it's basically his school. Like, it's his school. It's just Mark is just there doing like all the heavy lifting and like running it, but like it's like everybody's we just waiting for James to show up again to do more karate. It's, it's like an Airbnb um, karate school. <laughs> and even the whole thing. So here's one of my favorite lines from the movie, right? So he's trying to get Wing to teach him kung fu. Yes. And then he goes back to Mark and is like, I don't know, like he's I don't know if he'll teach me, nevertheless you. And I was like, What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Just the way that he said it was like, I mean, if he ain't going to teach me, I don't know what your black ass is going to do. <laughs> like, no Why would he even Shit consider you? Luck, bro. 
but his whole thing is like i, I will learn this secret kung fu technique yes. and then i will teach you on the side <laughs> and then you mark know. is like great sounds awesome you know and Second then every time you see them again he's just kicking mark's ass you know what i mean mark is just like whoa where did you learn how to do this uh so like that and then and then the karate tournament happens and he like like we said the karate it's happening simultaneously which is insane it's it, like have you seen uh what is like gladiator basketball or whatever that shit is oh no 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 i'm thinking of have you ever seen like the the team ufc shit they try to do where it's just like a bunch of people oh, in a cage yeah, and, and they all just start fighting each other just the most loose unchoreographed <laughs> uncoordinated just fighting in a pit Look, red team, blue team beat the shit out of each Go. other, right? Everybody's Last just man standing. <laughs> and that's basically what it is. Like everybody's just and it's a it's a karate tournament that seemingly allows children and adults, and adults to fight each other together against yep. each other. Yep. <laughs> so, like, you can punch a 14-year-old <laughs> if you'd like. They're all just fighting on this mat in the middle of this high school gym, just like beating the shit out of each other. Until, yeah, it gets down to James who it's it's weird because there's the guy in white who from Kevin the white tiger like, who's team. that yeah well no because he's he's wearing like the white gi yeah but then he fights somebody else in a black gi and i don't know if it's the same person because wakey guy does the evil laugh and right. like points at him and then i don't know if we see him again because then the guy he's wearing he's fighting oh, the, the guy, guy from the fights. black tigers yeah did so he I was change like, I thought, I don't know. I was like, oh, are they going to fight each other? And then they apparently don't. Yeah, because then he <laughs> defeats him and then he defeats Craig. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, so, but James is very much so just like the greatest white man to ever live. You know what I mean? And like, it's wild to watch this kind of movie. Not only because, I mean, like, it it persists, right, throughout so many different things. It's not remarkable that there's a white savior in this terrible no, B movie no but like the the way that he goes about the film is another one of those like because i would he's definitely not a reluctant he's, saver. Not, like he's, definitely, yeah, he's not reluctant he definitely is intentionally trying to save but like does it in a way where it's he's it's just life man he's just he's just walking through i'm just you know, here like, and all these everything yeah. comes to me man <laughs> I'm just trying to be Mark. I mean, I'm just trying to be let's, James. Let's talk about Kimberly because what a what a character. What right? a character like she, in a movie written by two women. She shows up immediately. It's just like I'm gonna save the entire Earth. Yeah, like that's what I care about. Like this again, 1991. She's very much so like global warming, the ozone layer, like right. everything's fucked. Like we need to do all these things to like now. save the planet we need to do them now. you know she's basically talking about like carbon footprints and recycling and like all this stuff and then she sees james and she's just like you're everything that i hate in a man like you are just like this literally they have a random gag in the middle of the movie where the professor is like talking about the neanderthal and oh, then like mark God. walks in and like punched over and tired yeah, he like looks like the Neanderthal cutout they have, and so I mean, very much like the movie is like dumb jock, right? <laughs> then he learns the concept of acupuncture, 
Yes. And she's like, I can't wait to fuck. He, like, let's <laughs> hurry this up. <laughs> Get me in this hot tub. Right. <laughs> and it's just like, w- wait, what happened? Because the last scene, somebody threw a football at you. You fell into him. And you're like, I never want to see you I never, again. I don't want anything to do with you. And yet, oh, my and God. And then two scenes later, Marcus, like, Kimberly won't stop calling. What should I tell this crazy woman? <laughs> obviously so thirsty for you you know what i mean she, she and it's can't just like get enough of james and then like once they start going out she doesn't say shit about the environment she has <laughs> nothing to say about the environment anymore <laughs> what the last argument they get in before she's like just head over heels for him they're they're arguing in the library and then She's like, I'm out of here. And his retort is, why don't you go save a whale? <laughs> no. And the funny thing was, no one was looking at the argument until he said, why don't you go save a whale? And then the entire library perked up their heads like, boy. Ooh. <laughs> Hold on. This nigga's got jumps. She do like whales. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's right. She do like whales. <laughs> he's on to something. He's smart. <laughs> what he do come for? So it's just. Yeah, it's just like they try to make it seem like she's impressed that he's strong. Well, not well, even that. Well, like he's, the whole he's thing somehow... is that he doesn't want to use kung fu to impress people. He keeps apologizing for yeah. years and years of using kung fu specifically to impress people, but that's exactly what he does and how he does it. <laughs> he uses kung fu to impress Kimberly, who is not impressed by it, but then suddenly is. Suddenly is and is, and it, again it's seemingly like he's so talking much so about that she would how... suck blood off of his face. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro! Like I was watching the same movie you was, man. Like I love the lot. Like they they go they come back from the mall. Yeah, and they are in his pink jeep. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he's dropping her off and, she, and he's like Kimberly are you going to come to the tournament tomorrow and she's like I never thought I'd say this but I guess I <laughs> I guess I am it's almost like the writers were like she has no fucking reason to be there but inexplicably I love you now it's like again like your significant other now is participating in something extremely meaningful to him along with people that you seemingly care about his friend mark and other people and little little man who got his ass whooped at the mall yeah he's asking are you gonna show up to support me and she's like i never thought i'd do something like this but i guess i'll come and watch your karate tournament it's just like what (laughs) but she yeah she totally transforms from like extremely stuck up eco conservatives to yes. like i please turn the bubbles off in this hot tub so you can look at my nipples so you can see my nipples <laughs> let's make out because i love you now it's wild uh she turned but quicker than like she turned quicker than the niggas who actually got their head kicked around in this movie like her on that date with like that date montage where they're at, I guess the, the ten fair. minute date montage. Yeah, <laughs> literally they go well, on a date and then they're on the beach for eight minutes, just walking the beach. They go on a date. There's birds apparently that can just like you can touch and then will like fly onto you. Oh yeah, uh, they went to a petting zoo. <laughs> they went wait wait wait. They went out to eat. 
Then they went to a petting zoo and like macaws. They, they were at like, like a carnival because he like he hits the uh, the the feet of strength thing with the hammer. Uh, and, like, I must have blinked. At I don't that know if moment. he wins anything. <laughs> Um, but then they're on the beach and he's like doing karate at her. Yes. <laughs> she's just like, hee hee hee. And then she's trying like, to do a little fake karate at him and he's like, oh, adorable. Yeah. And little they do the legs. whole, yeah, I'm going to, ooh, I'm going to, I'm going to dump you into the ocean. Ha ha. Oh, no. uh, Please know. don't. She gets a perm out of nowhere. It's just like, I don't oh, know yeah. what's happening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Her hair goes from like straight and majestic to like, oh, I'm trying, I'm trying to be black. Yeah. <laughs> I might, I might, I don't know. And we also never see her friend again. Her friend is with her consistently, like for the first half of the movie, and then she's just once she gets a man, she's gone. Like, she ditched the bitch. Her. She was like, you know what? <laughs> I love. They go men. out to dinner together. They sit in class next to each other. They're walking around campus next to each other. Then we just, she's gone. Girl, he took me to the petting zoo. But what about ecology? Well, bitch, I guess I gotta go. <laughs> studying something else now. Studying, uh, <laughs> studying this dick. <laughs> gotta go. Um, let's talk about Craig. Let's for- <laughs> let's talk about Craig, who I is maybe the most confounding character I've come across on this podcast. I think the actor who played Craig just popped a Molly. Every time, Every time he came on set. Because <laughs> he was, because your boy is on one. Okay. His facial expressions are wild. His, his facial expressions Line are delivery crazy. is crazy. <laughs> Every slur that comes out of his mouth is like the first time anyone's ever said any, any of these slurs. It's like he invented them and he was like, I'm taking this to work. They need to hear this I, stuff. I wrote this down. <laughs> please, please. He calls i think he calls mark a coon he calls mark a coon that's the last but one he, he pronounces says. it cahoon <laughs> no cahoon <laughs> he calls <laughs> what is a coon parade that's what it was it was a coon parade <laughs> a cahoon parade <laughs> bro i ain't never been in a coon parade in my life i ain't never seen no coon parade before in my life he he is just like it's it's one of the few instances because sometimes in a movie like this, like everybody's playing it straight, and there's maybe one person who understands what kind of movie they're yes. in. Yes, I don't even think it's that. I don't. I don't know if he knows he's in a movie. Like the way that he's playing it is like he is gone. <laughs> His facial expressions that he makes. The obviously this is not a well directed film, but just At like all. the space that lingers sometimes after he delivers a line where they're just like letting him make weird faces at the camera or he's like, actually sucking the air out of the room you guys like people don't is, know what to do after he says lines they're like oh shit coon parade he is having was that even in the script uh, i didn't read that one i didn't see that one in the script he's having a buffet of the scenery like he is eating it's almost scene. like it's almost like every slur in the script was it enough and the actor was like i got this Hold my beer. Hold my racist beer. It seems beyond method, right? Like, he's just, like, so... He's into it. He's into it. Yeah, think of any 80s villain from, like, a high school movie Movie. like this. Yeah. But turn it up to 20. Like, skip 11. Go straight to 20. Because he's just, like, doing... 
the the it, craziest shit. The faces rival Jim Carrey. The racism <laughs> rivals like James Woods in A Time to Kill. That ma- honestly, before we got to this movie, the old, the most racist person we have encountered in these movies was probably James Woods in A Time to Kill. Yeah, just like mm-hmm. smarming at like, oh yeah, I killed that nigga's wife. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> laughing at news cameras and shit. And <laughs> this man was like the ur text. <laughs> this guy was yeah. like hanging out with your nigger friend on the quad, <laughs> like. Whoa, man, calm it down. <laughs> Just a white supremacist karate gang that seemingly consists of five people. Five niggas. <laughs> they wear, Only five people in the gang. They wear, like... Leather jackets. Leather jackets but, with their, like, gang embroidery on gotta it. Gotta have so it. So everybody knows that they're the white, white tigers. tigers. They... Are uh, again allowed on college campuses, in the mall, <laughs> in karate tournaments. <laughs> like they're just chilling. Like gangs Mark usually are like to... outlawed from places. Like if you're a gang, yeah, you can't go to public things. You can't go to the movies, the mall, stuff like that. These niggas are like, I'm me. Yeah, see me he, in the J C well, Penny. Mark refers to Craig Tanner as "quote unquote" a local badass, yes. and tells a story about how he was so crazy as a kid that they put him in a mental institution, institution? which I think made him crazier. Which made him crazier. Yes, <laughs> I love the and this legend is a person of that he's just able to just like he shows up at this person's restaurant, yep. this Chinese restaurant. He's a known racist, and they're just like, "Can we serve you?" He literally fought the sous chef. <laughs> of the restaurant and showed back up a week later demanding service (laughs) and they gave it to him wait 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 no 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 on top of it wait 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 the host was like the host was like get to that table james you better get your (laughs) you better get your ass to that table you better shuck and jive get your move on get to earn this 550 a month whatever we can pay you he's so adamant about recruiting james uh, yeah, so for, the, for no reason. That's the you first like, I mean? two like, acts of the movie is literally like every time the gang runs into James, they're like, "We need you on the team, brother." Yeah, what's that about? <laughs> and James is just like, "I hate bigots," and they're just like, "But would you consider still joining?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, we know that we know that part, <laughs> but we have an extra jacket. Would you like to join? <laughs> and it's like. Of course, obviously, they're supposed to be somewhat buffoonish. I mean, it's like they're like racist Cobra Kai, more or less, yeah. right? Like, yeah, you know, exactly. They're to get beat up and like not like they're they're supposed to be good enough that like you're oh man if if they they're corner formidable. James, you know, maybe they'll you know, but James then like is able to kick their ass in the scene where Wing crawls from. The door to the guy with the gun. Comedy. Where they could they consistently call him China Man is the only Oof, slur they have love for it. Wing. Uh and then no, he wait, like wait, wait, wait. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. He pops up between this guy's crotch and yep. like throws him Launches through a him fence. <laughs> through a fence. Waxes everybody. <laughs> Craig is going for the gun, and then he I think literally takes the gun and smashes Smashes it into a tree. Into the bark of a tree (laughs) and says, do you want to come get it? And everybody's like, damn. No. (laughs) Uh, Actually, that's the one moment in the movie that had me like, skirt? Wait, what? (laughs) 
He 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 forced a gun into the bark of a nearby tree. It just slams it in, and it just stays there. And it stays there. It, it's probably still there. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh wait wait but wait! This, but also, but oh. also, Craig's delivery of Chinaman is—it's not just Chinaman, <laughs> by the way, because my man does pulls the eyes back, does yes, the, does yeah. the slant eye. While he says Chinaman with every syllable. <laughs> Chinaman. See my eyes. And you're just like, oh my God. You, like, you just woke up with your racism O's today. Just like had a full bowl of racism O's and came to say. He he drags every syllable of every word out <laughs> to like the most extreme extent. There's a, actually, I think in that shot when he says Chinaman, there's another gang member in the shot and he looks back at him like that's what we on <laughs> like he's like damn I, dude what what page is this <laughs> the, oh okay i guess is that in the script it just chinaman all right because <laughs> then they all start chanting chinaman yeah i guess but <laughs> they're just i guess we'll improvise uh oh my god so that's the movie that we're dealing with yes, right yes yes and it's, and it's <laughs> It's it's crazy because, I mean, this movie, without any of the racism, I guess, added to it, would have already been just a dumb, wild film. But, like, yes. the, 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 the fact that the plot pivots around James fighting a white supremacist, like, it's just, I feel like there were movies around this time that, like, kind of... Not necessarily engaged with this, but like engaged with villains racism. were well, villains were kind of like. I mean, they don't call they don't call them white supremacist or yeah. neo Nazis, yeah. but like it's the implication, right? And I feel like there was a, a period of time in the late eighties, early nineties, where there was like, oh, these like quasi Nazi gangs walking around, and like sure. that's those are the villains of our. But it's never like we never get to hear from any of the people of color in this movie about like anything that because like Mark seemingly has been dealing with this person for years. This this is my favorite line in the movie, right? So one of one of the little girls who we haven't talked about this, but the karate schools that Mark runs, he claims that it is a school designed to uplift inner city youth or kids who are like into drugs and gangs. And then it's just like six well-to-do middle-class white kids yes, and like a smattering of like Hispanic and Filipino kids. Yes. <laughs> it's such a wild like um, uh, demographic in there. It's like Mark... Or James, two people who aren't from where where martial arts originated from, yeah, are teaching them about like there's multiple Asian kids in this class learning martial arts from white men, and but but also like these are supposed to be the hard up like kids who need yes. martial arts to stay out of the streets. Yes, and they I'm say like, it multiple times that they're like uh, uh, kids from bad neighborhoods. Mark is like. Oh, all these kids are coming from bad neighborhoods. They've been through some things. And all of them are, like, on their way to school with their books in their hands. Like, everyone's doing well. Well, what, what, 
there's two or three girls in the class that look like they're gonna go to Claire's <laughs> after they're <laughs> not with they go to money. a private school yeah with you know what money. I mean like so there was no attempt to to be made to make it seem as if oh these kids are like you know really karate's all they have it's just like no like they're gonna go to the arcade later and like yeah spend and set spend the their high allowance. score yeah right <laughs> they'll be fine anyways so at this karate class they announce this tournament that's mm-hmm. gonna happen little girl in the class is like is Craig Tanner gonna be in the tournament and Mark is like yep <laughs> Keep it moving. Clearly, everybody is terrified of him, but it's just like this girl is like, is like the crazy neo Nazi racist guy going to be in the karate tournament? And Mark, the black man in the movie, is like, hey, I guess so. Guess so. <laughs> guess I might have to fight the racist bigot that I've said many times that I hate. And it's like, I don't want to get, like, he's, I'm scared he's going to do something to me, you know, like. I I don't necessarily want to fight him. Yeah, I don't want to. I'll fight him in a karate tournament, but like I'm not going to fight him on the street. And it's just like I can't wrap my head around if there was any kind of intentionality in this because like while Wing does beat the shit out of them in that one moment, Mm. the rest of the time, like when Mark tries to fight against them, they beat his ass and break his arm. Break his arm. Uh, And, you know, obviously these, like, 12-year-old kids aren't going to, like, beat up these 40-year-old men. But, like, all of the minorities in the movie, besides Wing, are just kind of like, we're too scared to defend ourselves against this Nazi gang. We need James, the greatest karate master, to ever ever grace Long Beach, California. To to ever grace random California (laughs) University. To help save... The, I mean, it's unclear what happens because, like, he beats the shit out of them, and I guess they just stop being a gang. I don't. Yeah, the know. ending of the movie is they get <laughs> defeated in the class. I mean, in the tournament. I guess they leave. Do they leave town? Are the, the white tigers I don't no know. more? It's unclear because in the random scene, we'll we'll talk about this, and then we'll talk about Wings' insane. Uh, like memory of his past that has no connection Let's, to yeah. anything. Yes, love it. But, but Wing takes James to his house after extended training and finally is ready to show him this big secret that he can't tell anybody. And so he takes him up into his home. This is where James just starts touching shit unprompted. You know he does. Uh, and then he goes into this back room where Wing just has a dummy. Mm-hmm. That is like seemingly for acupuncture, and but like they they confuse acupuncture with pressure points. With pressure points, and like, it's not the same. Yeah, <laughs> like that cause, was, cause, I, I instantly caught it, but then I was like, <laughs> I have to just put it. You cannot think any harder on this movie because your brain will hurt. Yeah, James gets his ass beat earlier in the movie, and like Wing just kind of like puts things back into place. Yeah, and then. That they just call that acupuncture when that's maybe more chiropractory than acupuncture. But uh, <laughs> wait, I love the I love the pose too. He gets like he his arms are fucked up, but then Wing like punches him in his shoulders, and his hands like drop to his side, and he's just like shaking. <laughs> by he's standing, but he's also shaking. He's like, "What what what did you do to me, Wing?" And he's like, "I fixed you." 
Well, like in the, in the in the room with the dummy, he like hits him, and then like James starts laughing uncontrollably, and then like he hits him again, and, and like he can't breathe, he can't breathe. and then, like. <laughs> And then he's like gonna punch him in the dick, I think. By the way, <laughs> and then I'll... he's like, "Don't do that." Sorry to fast forward out of the scene, but there are like twelve dick punches in the tournament, <laughs> and you know this is unchoreographed. There's just mad people get just getting punched in the dick, kicked in the dick, <laughs> like directly. Not even like, oh, it might be a problem. I, I think it was like an uncoordinated move. No, there are multiple people standing with their legs apart, waiting for a dick punch, and they get it. The the judges are this this tournament is taking place on a circular mat and yes. the judges are just all sitting in, in the middle chairs like just watching yes. people fight each other and scoring on God knows what um, just on un- uncoordinated punches oh, go ahead go ahead go back to the acupuncture oh no room. so so this is where James learns the secret of what they're calling acupuncture sure and I think it's just pressure points mm-hmm. and. Again, talking about it in a way that makes it seem like it's some like Eastern philosophical secret where it's just literal like you physiology. Can to, you can go to random <laughs> Californian university and learn that. But at the end, when like the last guy tries to attack him with a knife, he like remembers the scene and like pressure points him. Yes. And then like the guy is like disabled, I, think I guess. Dead. He's right, because he like punches him in the throat. Wing's whole thing is like acupuncture could, I think, be used for good or evil. Like and, spe- it can, and like, specifically kill, that punch, <laughs> I can I can kill or I can heal. That's what he says. He says these moves are used to kill or to heal. And so he punches so him he in the, like, like the throat, which is like and the guy in, like he yeah he's he's like stuck. he like seizes up, and then James is like fuck it and like brownhouses him in the face. <laughs> To death? To death, he dies. I don't know. Wait, he kicked blood so, out of his mouth. He's dead. He's dead. So this is a karate tournament in which somebody I think is dead. <laughs> but he, the, Marcus, was, I mean, but uh, James is still crowned the winner. He still gets a hundred thousand dollars for maybe killing the maybe man. killing a man and, in public. Because <laughs> multiple other people in this tournament get knocked the fuck out. Oh and wait, this is, my again, favorite. My uh, favorite is 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 Marks. Yeah, where the uh, James has disabled a man again using Western possible mm. acupuncture. It's racist. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and he freezes this man up, and he's far enough away that James can't punch him. So there's like a worry moment. There's a tense moment, but yeah. out of nowhere comes Mark with the, <laughs> just the cross punch, just like whop crosses him, and. Gives him the shrug like oopsie daisies. Yeah, with a broken it's, arm. By the way, he punches him with his broken arm. By the way, so apparently this movie wants you to know that you can acupuncture somebody to death. To death, if you so choose. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like he learns this technique from a man who's telling you, like, don't use this unless you. you absolutely have to. And then he's like. I don't have to kick this man in the face to death, but I think I will because I can. Because I can. Wait, so I think it's only because Wing leaves the room. Yeah. After giving him the nod to beat his ass, and then he's like, "Oh, he's disabled. I've disabled him. Wing's not here. Yeah, might as well. 
roundhouse kick to the face. All your teeth are gone. All the blood of your body is now on the floor. (laughs) You're dead. And there's a whole there's a whole storyline about him not breaking his promise to Wing and like you know keeping his honor. No, let's and and the movie ends with him killing a man (laughs) for the fuck of it. Which is just like so he doesn't even respect the man that taught him everything he knows. It's just like he's but he's fighting against bigotry, but I won't listen to this man on the grounds of like I'm the I I'm I'm, the I'm too good at karate to not to flex. not destroy him. <laughs> Kimberly has to know that I could roundhouse a man to death if I so choose. Because that's what she kisses him after. Oh yeah. After he's killed a man. After he's She's killed like, somebody. I and, gotta get and, some of that blood in my mouth. And also, I love that the <laughs> shot makes sure you see that everyone tramples him. <laughs> the shot is set up so that you can... There's two people trample him, by the way. Step on his whole back. And not in, like, oh the movie, God. like, we're just, like, not in the movie kind of way where yeah, it's, like, no. a light trample. It's, like, no, they actually stepped on him, didn't know he was there. They stomped him out. <laughs> and, and we got it on camera. <laughs> Uh well yeah you wanted to talk about yeah. Wings flashback which yeah let's is talk about the promise wild moment the promise that yeah. he made yes this is maybe one of the most insane moments of the movie notwithstanding <laughs> the finale <laughs> so Wing Wing tells James hey one of your trainings is you got to get up at two a.m. and meet me out in the woods and we'll train we'll do some other you know weird thing where you think you can't do it and then you can do it so. Yeah. James gets up, goes out to the woods, and then we cut to Wing already in the woods mm-hmm. with his eyes closed, not doing going anything. Through it. He's just going yeah. through it. And then we <laughs> we cut to what is apparently a flashback of Wing <laughs> walking down an alleyway that would be in, like, I don't know, any Michael Jackson movie from the 80s. Uh, any Michael Jackson music video. <laughs> it's walking down this alley, and then a random gang, by the way. This gang is not affiliated with the White Tigers. They are just a gang. Run up a wing, and they just didn't know he was that nigga. <laughs> and he pro- proceeds to just destroy each person. Just whoosh, whoosh, to your face. Whoosh. This the one guy I loved is the one guy who Wing takes him and throws him through the window of the car. And then yes. his body is just there, like, lumped over in the window of the car as other people get smashed around him. And he's just, like, limp there in the car window, just like, damn, I, I-, I got fucked up. I can't, even- I can't even fall flat on the ground. I have to, like, <laughs> lie here limp in the window. What, there's a... It was a Lou Ferrigno Jr. who came out at the end. This is the best. Like, this uh... is the best. There's Lou Ferrigno Jr. shows up. Big dude. Like, he's all chest. He's Wing. 80% chest, yeah. He's 80% <laughs> chest. And Wing is like, at first, he's like, oh, shit. But then, and then the dude comes at him with, I think he's got a knife or a gun. Yeah. He's got a knife or something. Lou Ferrigno comes at him. He's like, yo. Wing is like, the center of the chest is enough to do. <laughs> he like, what? He, yeah. Hits him like twice in his chest pressure points, maybe. Bop, bop. Yeah. And they're light touches, by the way. They're not full oh, yeah. like hits. They're just like, whoosh, whoosh. like um, if you remember Kill Bill, the five finger death punch mm-hmm. technique, it looks like that, but weak. <laughs> He's just like whoosh, 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 in the middle of his chesticles. And then Lou Ferrigno, <laughs> he doesn't get defeated off that. He he literally just backs up like three steps and looks at him like, uh-oh. <laughs> 
to then Wing just like gives him the hard punch to his chest and then knocks him into some boxes. And that's enough. I was I was waiting for him to literally explode. I I thought <laughs> I, the shot looks like because they go they zoom in on the big guy's face and he's like, uh oh, he gives the big like <laughs> goofy uh oh face. And you're expecting like literally his heart to stop beating or something like that because <laughs> what he did to his chest is not gonna hurt a five. I mean, he did some like breaking too, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did like he did like hand jive. He did the grease hand jive in his chest, <laughs> and it apparently stopped his heart for three seconds. And then yeah. all he did was like kick him hard, and he went back into some boxes, and that was it. And then yeah. Wing wakes up out of. This daydream, this 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 memory that he had, and then you realize slowly that it wasn't tied to anything. Nor did it no. teach Wing a lesson. Nor no. does it have anything to do with the beginning, middle, or end of the movie. It is just an excuse no. for Wing to fight people for three minutes, and for him to to carve a yin and yang symbol into the earth. <laughs> Okay, so then Wing wakes up out of this daydream. James went to the woods, right? Yeah. He went to the woods, but decided not to, like, disturb Wing in the midst of this, like, memory he had while he was standing up (laughs) with his eyes closed in the woods at 2 a.m. And then later goes to another training session and Wing is like, you didn't come last night. You forgot your promise. You don't keep promises. Which is the whole crux of, like, literally the last half of the movie is that James forgot to keep his promise. Yeah. But and he then went at there. the end, he, he, he went there, but then even at the end, when James is like, um, oh, man, you know, like, I'm sorry I, I entered the tournament and did all that stuff. Wing is like, I would have done the same I thing. I would have done the same thing. Like, he wait, says what? it. <laughs> wait, so this whole time you trained him. To not kill people, to not break his promises, and how did he win? How did he win the hearts and minds of everyone in that room and the tournament and the money? He broke his promises. He fought for money. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah, killed he, a I man. Punched somebody to death. <laughs> so wait, this movie's the lesson is nothing matters if you're white. If you're white, yes, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> I will say that Wing, that whole whole fight sequence for Wing, I think this is the song that was playing in the background. Disrespect me, nigga, I'll beat your ass. Playing with my money, I'll beat your ass. You trying to what? I'll beat your ass. And if you don't take the chicken out, I'm going to beat your ass. I feel like he was just beating everybody's he ass. He literally systematically beat everyone's ass. Somebody came up in his face and was like, I'm going to beat your ass. What, you got chesticles? You got 12-inch chesticles? I'm going to beat your ass. What you like the window of this car? I'm gonna beat your ass with it. <laughs> and it doesn't have to do with anything. No, Wing it never ties a, back into. He was just in an alleyway that night, and four niggas yeah. thought he was the one. It was so crazy that in my mind I was like, "Oh, this is his backstory. Like he used to be like a big yeah. like Hong Kong movie star, and like you know forgot why he originally got into kung fu." Because I was expecting after he beat up. Big guy for them to be like, cut. Okay, you know, let's let's take it again. You know, whatever. Uh, but no, it was just he just beat people. Like he was just like I used to kill people. Right. I even thought less than that. I gave it less than that. I really thought it was going to be like 
wing in this four man four v one. He killed Lou Ferrigno Jr. and then was like, "Oh man, I have remorse from killing people. I will never yeah. kill again." Nope. nope. <laughs> he left. And actually, the I'm best a- part about that fight sequence is he literally walks away. <laughs> he just walked off. <laughs> he literally walks out of frame, and the sequence ends. Well, I yeah, I, I look at through my notes. I don't really have much more here. Was there anything else that you were like, man, that part? I mean, it's it's kind of like the the all of it, like like <laughs> like Mark being like that guy's a badass, but he called you a a nigga, b a porch monkey, c a coon parade, b <laughs> coon, he, a, a coon. <laughs> Actually, Craig's other job was the owl in that Tootsie, Tootsie Pop commercial. <laughs> he was him, and then and then he lost he lost the contract and de- decided to devote his life to bigotry and kung fu. And one too many slurs slipped into those uh, voice takes, and they're like, "We can't keep doing this, Craig." <laughs> one, not the line. two, coon. <laughs> Craig, 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 you can't do that. We told you. Well, your mama's a coon. Your daddy's a porch monkey. I'm out. (laughs) Come on, gang. Um. So yeah, Mark. Mark has no idea about what racism is. Kimberly has no no autonomy for a feminist, eco conservative person. No promises don't matter. You can kill people if you learn the right kung fu. Yes. And, and actually, and Wing might have had a flight, but he missed it because he had to go and see his pupils' new karate school. It was borderline kung fu, Mary Poppins. I thought he was like, "And my work is done. I'm I'm leaving the house." <laughs> And I, to never return? I'm going to do a thousand foot vertical and just poop <laughs> into the sky. <laughs> they really did. I mean, like, Wing's whole character arc. I mean, this it doesn't. This movie doesn't pass the Black Delk test because there's not any other There's black no one it, else but... black from Mark to talk to on campus <laughs> anywhere. It, I, I don't think it passes really any test because every minority person, everybody's talking about James. Uh, what a wonderful white man he incessantly. is! Incessantly, <laughs> but like nobody else. Talk, I don't think I don't think Wing and Mark talk at all. I don't think they ever. No, have a I don't even think they interact because but Wing is like, apparently maybe racist and doesn't want to teach <laughs> Mark kung fu. But like the idea that Wing was just working in this Chinese restaurant hanging out like by the way he sublimated like wing was sublimated in there he was just a sous chef the owner of that restaurant like told him what's what multiple times yeah he was like you better keep cutting onions like get back to work and wing was like yes boss (laughs) because he clearly has money of some kind i mean he has bills that nigga has bills (laughs) he's got a he's got a fairly new car he's got a three-story home he drives another a car in, in that driveway. He's doing good, <laughs> you know. And it's like, I don't know where he got this money from. He's cutting not onions. cooking at a Chinese restaurant, and he has a three-story uh, house in Cal in like suburban California, in suburban you know LA. I mean? So he's 
only really there in the world of this movie to ultimately teach James Kung Fu. He is like, literally that's his only purpose. He's the magical Chinese man in this movie. Yeah. Cause, and that's why I was like, at the end, it was just like, and what, I can't teach you nothing else. I'm off to the next town to teach the next white man <laughs> my acupuncture karate secrets and just <laughs> he should have taken his evaporate and like poofed like Mary Poppins did. Just like he took his suitcase out of James's the back of James's pink Jeep and yeah. just hovered into the air. Poochie style. Poochie Sifu <laughs> Wing left to go back to his planet. He never came back. So, and, and, like we said before, like Mark, no autonomy. He's just nope. like, wasn't going to be able to do anything until James came along. No. The whole karate school would have closed down. Uh, Those poor if, kids. If James didn't come along. Those to poor support kids. This. Those poor rich kids who were apparently poor. And, well, because they were. In a in a building that was going to be gentrified, yes. I think is what they were talking about. Mark said it was going to be turned into my... a mall lot or a condo unit of some type. So I got a new drop for this, just for uh, you know gentrification will pop up again. So we'll just Bork, gentrification, Bork, gentrification. Bork. <laughs> <laughs> this is that song is actually pretty good, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but he, it's just like he, he so he stops gentrification yes. he uh saves the school yes. of underserved youths who need karate to survive <laughs> he like gives mark i think the hundred thousand dollars to like sure. open the school and not pay for Was the college it, tuition no um he gives Sifu wing like a reason to like live use again? his kung yeah. fu for leave his good yeah or... leave his job leave kung fu yeah yeah and just <sighs> like because he was because he yeah he wasn't he looked at the name on the school and he was like no no <laughs> <laughs> i want to be i want to teach these little ass kids like i was about to go i was about I to go think all expenses paid royal caribbean cruise and you dragged me over here <laughs> i was about to retire from the chinese food restaurant i was one onion away from retiring get and this bullshit out of my like, bring me to this star. karate school to teach <laughs> fuck out of here this is your karate school yeah. now <laughs> just people i'm sorry listeners of this podcast you must see this movie if not for the final 12 minutes of this movie you need to see the tournament, and you need to see yeah. Sifu Wing see this karate school and say, uh-uh. Oh, this, this is some shit. This is bullshit. <laughs> you spent $100,000 on this? He literally oh, took a Party City cardboard star off the fucking wall, scribbled James's name onto it, was like, sayonara. He used his Vince Carter vertical to jump up. <laughs> slap it on the banner (laughs) the best part of that okay the vertical goes back to a scene in the movie where wing was teaching he he told james to dig a hole in the beach dirt dig a hole in the sand and then he stood in the sand and it was like up to his knees and then he jumped out of the hole all right wings like good job now i'm gonna place this wooden board in here to block your knees from bending, you still have to jump out of the hole. James is like, what? 
and spends <laughs> literally the entire afternoon there confused, <laughs> sitting in a hole. Now, I wish my black ass would have just walked up the beach with any with anybody so I could just laugh at him, Nelson Mudd right. style. What are you doing in the <laughs> dirt, you dummy? <laughs> Wing comes back after a whole afternoon of chopping onions, I guess, at the restaurant. Comes back. I guess and he's so. like, you're still here? Get out of this hole. Let me show you. Stands against the board and manages to jump without <laughs> bending any part of his body. He's like, why are you, don't bend your knees. That's not how you do this. That's and I was like, that's jump. literally how you jump. <laughs> that is the physical act of jumping. You can't jump no. and not bend your knees. <laughs> hush, hush, James. Because <laughs> it's all in the toes. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> and he jumps. Just straight 10 ankles. feet in the air. Just jumps. With no with no bend whatsoever. And James is just like I don't think James ever does it. I think he's, he's just actually like, he never does do it. <laughs> because it actually is impossible. But Wing said, No, <laughs> nothing is impossible, even what you just saw me do. Yeah. Everything is possible with Kung Fu. So That's and that's um, what you should learn from this movie, guys. Yes. Nothing is say, impossible. Your dreams are possible. We don't have to remake this movie. One, because how could how could you how could you remake College Kickboxers? How could you recreate perfection, people? It's it's a one of a kind film. So uh, I I I think we could just skip that part because yeah. I don't really know. Although there's nothing that would make it. Oh, good. No, I, I I would say like I want to know about Wings Past, yo. I want to know if he was me too. Yeah. Was he Samo Hung in another life, and he was just like I had, I had to quit. I had to leave. I had to go to America yeah. and chop onions to send money back to my family or something. And all or these white boys, like every a... white boy wanted to know how to do Kung Fu. And I just talked yeah. to him. Maybe he was like an assassin and like that would have been so got cool. tired of killing people for money or Shit, that would have been know, dope. whatever. Maybe he accidentally murdered somebody at acupuncture class one day and it was like, I can't do this can't anymore. Do this anymore. <laughs> Too much blood is on my hands. The, these hands. These hands are um, lethal weapons. <laughs> so I guess let's just jump into, I mean, come on, people. There's there's no behind the scenes for a college kid. <laughs> we can't even believe that they free. even did it. <laughs> we can't believe that so, they actually made the movie and completed it. <laughs> Yeah, no, no behind the scenes on this one, um, except for I guess Roxanne's uh, CV of just oh my going God. on to make help make seven, and uh, she's, she, Scott. Or, or she's on the set of Dreamgirls. <laughs> I wrote a karate movie, and Beyonce's like, hey, "You guys want to see me my water?" <laughs> <laughs> That's nice, honey. That's nice, baby. <laughs> I, I, I said Poland Spring, not Dasani. <laughs> Uh, well that that brings us to playing our favorite game what did college kickboxer get on all the aggregate review sites uh cameron starting with imdb what do you think college kickboxers has if it's any more than a four i'm giving up my dreams (laughs) Mm -hmm. so four i'm it couldn't be any more than a four okay it's a five it's (laughs) five out of ten out Damn, of, for real? Are you serious? I have to give up my dreams? Yeah. Fuck. 234 reviews. Um, <laughs> what? It, so, I mean, like, the reviews are... They know it's a bad movie. Like, nobody's yeah. saying this is a good movie. Everybody's like, this is a great cheesy B-movie. 
Um, it was it was originally called Train to Fight. Is the they did a lot title. of that. They yep. certainly did train a lot. To Actually, fight. neither yeah. of these titles are lies because they were college kickboxers and they did train yeah. to fight. Yep, very literal. So uh, that that's basically what the reviews are. Nobody's like trying to claim this is good or like yeah anything worth seeing other than if you just like a bad B movie. Um, what about Rotten Tomatoes? What do you think the critics had to say about college kickboxers? Did the critics see college kickboxers? Um, five on IMDb, like thirty-two percent. No way, it's higher than that. Zero reviews. That's right. <laughs> reviewed college kickboxer. Not even an audience score. Um, so it's. Not much for us to do here on Rotten Tomatoes. We are the preeminent course, source for college kickboxers review. Yep. Well, not not quite, because there's always Amazon.com. Amazon.com. What do you think out of five stars college kickboxer has? Well, I've already given up my dreams, so <laughs> five stars, baby. Close. 4.3 out of five stars. Oh, um, that's Out of 12 reviews. Low. Out of 12 reviews. <laughs> 73% five stars. Wow. Um, so I think nobody left, ed- nobody wanted to leave a named review. So I think. <laughs> no one wanted to admit like, they watched this? Yeah. But out of 12, I mean, like f- 73% five stars, 7% four stars. So 80% positive yeah. reviews of college kickboxers. Um, you know, I think if you if you want to watch it, we watched it on Tubi. Obviously, there's also the still terribly named Freevee. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. why they changed IMDb movies to that, but um, that's that's that for College Kickboxer. Yeah. So now it's it's time for us to rank it on our Caucasity ranking scale. Three levels of Caucasity. First level is Shorts in the Winter, which I mean, people people are now sending me like live pictures or videos or like internet things of white people in shorts yeah so like we're we're seeing that more and more yeah send us uh pictures of those wild animals in their habitat yeah a friend of mine when you know everything went crazy with the weather a few weeks ago over Mm. christmas was was sending i think she was in minnesota and she was just like look at this white man in shorts and flip-flops uh like shoveling his driveway of all the snow minnesota Uh, Minnesota. see that's what it is the problem is minnesota yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding kidding. but that's that's the level where look live your life but we got questions because i mean that can't be comfortable there's no way that you are wearing less clothing than not only is probably medically advised in <laughs> whether that is below zero you know what i mean like it is it is actually like hazardous to your health to do that but are you telling me you would be hot in pants like yeah what's would, the other it, end of the spectrum like, <laughs> are you, is it too much to yeah, cover your knees like i you know like you can you can wear thinner pants i guess you don't have to wear like thick wool you know sweatpants or whatever but like not enough 
uh, even if you wanted to wear like the the insulated leggings or you know there's all kinds of ways you could cover your legs so and many be warm but you choose to not do that or just be uh, smart so it's a curiosity yeah <laughs> it's a curiosity but it's it's not really doing much harm what's the second level cameron uh, the second level of caucasity is this movie is touching my hair so this movie you know has questions about your hair the curliness of it the density of your hair and without mm. doing any research on the internet, which wouldn't bother anybody, they have yeah. just reached, they've retched yeah. to your skull and just started to start fiddling around in there and getting the proof well, of themselves. It's all the COVID-19 deniers, right? They're like, well, I did my own research and this is their own research. This is, <laughs> I, heard I, I know what the internet's telling me. Yeah, I need, I need to get some verifiable information firsthand. <laughs> Without asking your permission, by the way. With these hands, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the third level is, you know, we've been we've been away for a little bit, just kind of enjoying the, the end of the years. And white yeah. people have been up to things, busy doing things. <laughs> As so they got, always are. We've got two levels here uh, for our third level. Two ultimate caucasities. Yes. Uh, over the holidays, right? Everybody's favorite Texas governor, Governor Greg Abbott, decided that it would be funny. Funny, or I'm guessing. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, this is you know they've done this a few times because Ron DeSantis did the same thing, and I don't know yeah. what the ultimate goal or intention is, but he bust during one of the most like devastating and deadly winter events in recent memory. Yep. Hundreds of migrants from Texas over to Kamala Harris's personal residence and had them just, I mean, for, you got to ask, like, if you're a bus driver and you are told to do this, you say, what? <laughs> like, what? What is the purpose of this? Because this seems like not even just a bad idea, but I don't know how much money you would have to get paid to do something like this where you just drive people multiple states to just a random person's residence and then just drop them off uh should have did it but yeah it's just a wild thing to conceive of but also like these are i'm assuming state resources and other things that Tax you're money. using to just like fuck with somebody who then turns around and gets praised because they actually aren't a heartless monster who like take these people in and like help them get to where they actually need to be wow so you didn't really own anybody as much as you just like help raise kamala harris's profile yeah more so i i don't i don't know why you would do that it's a very white man thing to do yeah i know <laughs> um cameron you had another one though oh man twitter be twittering and twitter revealed to us that you know over this break as well you know uh a lovely woman by the name of Dawn McKenzie decided to come, come for us. It, it just in general, she she found a person. She claimed she found a receipt at a Costco that had spent what looks like eighteen hundred dollars on mm -hmm. luxury food and stuff from Costco, but they had spent an EBT card. They had spent this money on an EBT card. So that means, of course, 
niggas was out mm-hmm. here trying to eat lobster on the taxpayer's <laughs> dime, I must tell everyone. So Don McKenzie ran to Twitter <laughs> and posted the receipt. But Twitter, be Twitter, and and everyone mm. found out immediately <laughs> this was her own EBT card. <laughs> Fam. Her own EBT card, nonetheless. And, of course, Twitter continued to Twitter and do its research. Found out your girl got $3 million worth of PPP loans forgiven. So, on top of trying to blame black people... For eating well over the holidays on the taxpayer's dime, she exposed herself for lying and then exposed herself for being the exact same person she set out to expose. And, and the- oh, her Twitter, you were asking? Oh, that's gone. <laughs> <laughs> that's been deleted. Also, may have possibly opened herself up to a reinvestigation of her PPE loans. So, mm. it's like, uh, you... Could have done nothing. Nothing. You could have shut the fuck up and eaten your luxury food items. Luxury lobster from your EBT on card. Christmas. Eat your Christmas dinner, which was definitely under season. You know it was under season. No, yeah. You know, well, you know what was on the what was not on those receipts? Spices. <laughs> it's it's always wild when people get upset over one people in need getting help and eating food. Right. Basic human <laughs> shit. You know, it's like, but also, none of your fucking business. Right. Like, what people do with their EBT cards and accounts. You know what I mean? Like, if, if a Leroy be needs responsible, to buy, you know, lobster on his EBT card for Christmas or, you know, Tuesday. Yeah. It's none of your fucking business, Don McKenzie. <laughs> I mean, the idea of, yeah, the audacity of lobster, of like, I mean, shit's overpriced to begin with, but then hey. on top of that, like, why can't they have nice things? Like, I don't understand what the problem is. So, right. but then to find out, not only is it you, <laughs> that, I mean, that's always the, the, the hilarious thing is in situations like this, they are in such a rush to own somebody that they never properly crop the picture or like do the thing that would not make them expose them you know so it's always very easy that i mean the other the third one that we didn't even talk about is your boy andrew tate getting oh yes (laughs) found out quick recap of the the saga of andrew tate and how it came to a quick end the other day (laughs) he was he was uh, getting on greta greta thurnberg about just trying to not be uh, a dickhead. I mean, yeah. I mean, like Greta. Thur- I think Greta is who they want Kimberly in this movie to be. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but you know, he was basically like, oh, "Hey, Greta, <laughs> check out all my luxury cars and like all of this shit that all I have my, that's like killing yeah, the environment." Guzzling emissions on my thunderbird or whatever kind of car i got yeah and she was like great send me a invoice at uh small dick energy <laughs> at small <penis laughs> that com. Com. yeah gmail.com. You know, so andrew and he's just like <laughs> yeah said, go ahead no no i must i must clap back she is below the age of 20 and i must clap back <laughs> so your boy just gets his little camera gets his little setup orders a pizza 
and sits down to smoke a cigar and film a, a Twitter video. You know, all of this. Of course, this foolishness happened on Twitter. So of he course. films a video and he ordered that pizza. <laughs> Little did he know that he was under investigation for sex trafficking. And that pizza that he ordered, he decided to place firmly in frame. And mm-hmm. <laughs> the investigators literally pinpointed his dumb ass in Romania, his very specific Romanian pizza spot that he had to shout out on the video. You know they came and found his ass. And within next what, day. it was like literally the next day, they <laughs> had come and found him and he was fully arrested. And your boy's in Romania jail. And Greta Thunberg was like, I didn't even I didn't even do anything. Yeah. I didn't even so you know, that's that's your last few weeks in white people uh, just <laughs> doing the most. Hey, hey, here's, and, here's our advice to white people who want to clap back. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, just don't. Just don't. Uh, because all, all three of those examples are white people uh, showing their ass intentionally, like really trying to like prove a point about something. Yeah. And then totally having that shit blow up on their face. You're literally uh, wily coyoteing <laughs> yourself. <laughs> like literally setting up the bomb to blow up the Roadrunner and then go check on it and then explode yourself. Like, come on, guys. So of those three <laughs> levels, where do you think college kickboxers <laughs> lands, Cameron? <laughs> you know what? It's actually it's funny because the movie's not even smart enough to be like <laughs> any of these dumbasses, and it's not harmful enough to be any of these dumbasses. So while you know Don McKenzie and Andrew Tate and um, Greg Abbott and, and Greg Abbott <laughs> might think they're smart, sadly they're not smart enough to be the biggest yeah. that they want to be. And this movie is like barely touching my hair, only for the fact that our man Craig in this movie <laughs> just was like <laughs> understood the assignment <laughs> and went above and beyond. I just want to know where co- he is now, just trying to cook black people on the he street did, with the hard he did, R's. He did one other movie and then his IMDb is empty. I wonder so. why. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like it's 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 not even smart enough to be racist. This movie is like no, very silly. And honestly, I would encourage you to watch it because it's just me too. So much fun. Yeah, that's gonna. I mean, it's my actual recommendation for this week. Yeah, this is our recommendation, guys. Yeah, watch this movie. Watch college I'll give it, boxers. I'll give it. I'll give it shorts in the winter. Um, yeah. You know, even though Craig said Cahoon like the Cookie Crisp Wolf. <laughs> Cahoon! <laughs> Cahoon, he crisp. <laughs> oh I mean, God. yeah, it's, it's not smart enough on any level to be offensive. It's offensive in, like, the way that any Walker, Texas Ranger yeah. Yeah. episode would be, you know, when they tried to deal with race or anything like that. <laughs> like, it's... Tone deaf and not helpful, but yeah. also like nobody's gonna watch college chick boxers and be like, you know who I agree with, Craig. <laughs> That's my idol. That yeah, I'm if you get inspired to. <laughs> to do a racism off of Craig from College Kickboxers, <laughs> do better. <laughs> do better. So while it is dumb and like you know probably not a movie that should have been made. In the first place, it's also not doing any actual harm to yeah. people. It's actually pretty absurd and ridiculous. And like, 
just the line why don't you go save a whale to me is like i need a i need a shirt that just says <laughs> why don't you just go save a whale <laughs> the whole library was like boy <laughs> On campus, they see her. There goes Whale Girl. (laughs) (laughs) You old whale loving ass. (laughs) With your whale loving ass. You saved the planet, bitch. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I will. (laughs) So, yeah. um, I would, if if I had to recommend anything else, I would say watch Miami Connection if you haven't seen that movie, which is like this, but just the crazier version with like 80s new wave rock i love it musical i love it like built in there's random karate fights between the 80s rock star band that is also a karate group that is also all going to university of central florida in orlando that is also (laughs) all like orphans and they all found each other and like they fight uh drug motorcycle drug cartel from miami and it's insane it's a great movie so those would be <laughs> i'm still on the orphans that found each other part i kind of want to know they all found each other yeah yeah okay. oh, you gotta you gotta watch it i'm um, watching it <laughs> so <laughs> that's gonna do it for us this week though uh thank you so much for joining us yeah happy 2023 hopefully it's starting off good for you um cameron where can people find you here in the new year uh you can find me on twitter and ig as long as Twitter's still around. Uh, mm. At the Blipster, 1138. Um, we got some stuff cooking. I got some stuff cooking. So uh, hopefully I got something to show you later in the year. Nice. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JRSosa18, JRSosa18. Uh, comics still coming out this month. I've got the DC Black Power Anthology from DC Comics coming hey. out on the 29th. You also have Red Sonia, Hell Sonia coming out on the 11th of this month. And then summing up soon, no no date to be announced yet, but uh, as yet to be announced project will be coming out hopefully by the end of this year. TBD. So yeah, be on the lookout for that. Um, if you want to reach out to us for now, you can find us on Twitter at white underscore pod. Let us know what you all think would be best. Would you like to see us on Instagram? Would you like to see us on TikTok? Should we, we would join love to maybe make TikToks. random yeah. platform? You know, like T- tell us where to go. Talk to me about yeah, Mastodon, Post, Truth Social. Um, <clears throat> no, sorry, not that one. Not that one. <laughs> not going there. Although, can you imagine? Our would they let us on, on Truth Social? <laughs> <laughs> How long do you think we would we would? be able to exist on that platform well are we like undercover are we like i don't know are we like trying to catfish <laughs> people on uh true social yeah Maybe. that trump guy is pretty dope uh, my favorite movie is green book have you guys seen that one that's pretty great <laughs> have you seen this movie called white man's burden what a nightmare if we switch places <laughs> if we switch places oh my gosh i gotta give up my mansion <laughs> yeah we might get stabbed at a burger joint. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> the world's my oyster. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll definitely find something else just in case Twitter 
one day doesn't exist when we wake up in the morning. <laughs> but you can always find us at whitepeoplewoodsaveypod at gmail.com. Uh, we've got some some lovely emails recently that we are replying to. Don't don't worry. Uh, <laughs> we'd love to hear more from you, just thoughts about the show and, and all of that stuff. So definitely reach out to us there. But we'll be back with more Calcacity for you next week. Peace. Peace. can't save us we don't want to be safe you can't save us we don't want to be safe you can't save us we don't want to be safe you can't save us we don't want to be safe you can't save us we don't want to be safe you can't save us we don't want to be safe you can't save us we don't want to be safe you can't save us we don't want to be saved